Then the Imam al-Barbahari, Rahmanullah, he brings a new point, which we'll, we'll start up, and we'll just start today, inshallah, and then leave the remainder because it's quite long, the explanation is long. So point number 42, وَكُلُّ مَا سَمِعْتَ مِنَ الْآثَارِ شَيْئًا مِمَّا لَمْ يَبْلُغْهُ أَقْلُكَ نحو قول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قلوب الإباد بين إثبعين من أصابع الرحمن عز وجل وقوله إن الله ينزل إلى السماء الدنيا وينزل يوم عرفة وينزل يوم القيامة وإن جهنم لا يزال يطرح فيها حتى يضع عليها قدمه جل فناؤه وقول الله تعالى للعبد إن مشيت إلي هرولت إليك وقوله خلق الله آدم على صورته وقول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رأيت ربي في أحسن صورة وأشباه هذه الأحاديث فعليك بالتسليم والتصديق والتفويض والرضا ولا تفسر شيئا من هذه بهواك فإن الإيمان بهذا واجب فمن فسر شيئا من هذا بهواه ورده فهو جهمي سيد الإمام البرهاري رحمه الله And whenever you hear something from the narrations which your intellect cannot fully comprehend such as the saying of Allah's Messenger وسلم, the hearts of the servants are between two fingers from the fingers of the most merciful the mighty and majestic and his saying Allah descends to the lowest heaven and he descends on the day of Arafah and he will descend on the day of resurrection and that the hellfire will continue to have people cast into it until he, the majestic in praise will place his foot upon it and the saying of Allah, the Most High to the servant if you come towards me walking I will come towards you running running and he's saying Allah created Adam upon his image and the saying of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam I saw my Lord in the most excellent form and the like of these ahadith then upon you is to submit and to believe and to consign the how meaning to Allah and to be pleased and do not explain anything from this based upon your desires since having Iman in this is obligatory so whoever explains anything from this based upon his desires and rejects it then he is a Jahmi is one of the Jahmiya. Shaykh Fazan, he said on this section of this section with regard to Al Asma al Sifat, the names and attributes of Allah the Most High. It's extremely important 
father of Aqeedah, Qeed and Belief, they got all his names and attributes. Sheikh Al-Awzan, he said, the texts of the Sifat, the texts of the attributes that are established for Allah, the mighty and majestic, it is obligatory upon you to affirm them just as they come. Allah haqiqatiha upon their reality without interfering with them with your intellect and saying this does not befit Allah Allah is the cat free of that and this is resemblance tashbih as is said by the mu'abbir as is said by the deniers of the attributes the lack of these things and the people who deny all the attributes, this is the lack of what they say. When they're faced with these narrations, they say the lack of this. <coughs> these things do, do not befit Allah. Allah is declared, to be declared free of that. Or oh, this is resemblance. This is the, to the, declare Allah to be like the creation. So I said, as is said by the Mu'attila, the deniers of the attributes. Or, that you believe, also what is wrong, he said, or that you believe, that Allah resembles His creation, as is said by the Mumathila, the Mumathila, as is said by those who declare the Creator to be like the creation. So each of the two groups are upon misguidance. And he mentions those two groups. The two groups are upon misguidance. One extreme and the other extreme. The first being the Mu'attila. Those who deny the attributes. He said they went beyond the limit in Tanzih in declaring Allah free to such an extent that they denied the names and attributes in order to flee away from Tashbih, from resemblance they claimed. And why did they deny Allah's attributes? their excuse that they, they, they bring is they say we want to declare Allah free from resemblance to the creation so therefore they deny his attributes and then Shaykh Abbasah mentions the second group on the other extreme the Mumathila those who liken Allah to the creation he said they went beyond the limit in affirming to such an extent that they likened Allah to his creation and both of these positions are batil, false and futile. Then Shaykh Razan mentioned the truth in this matter, the true position, he said. And the position of the Ahl Sunnah is al-wasaq, the middle and justly balanced position. They affirm the names and attributes for Allah with an affirmation with affirmation without tashbih without likening Allah to creation and they negate from him any resemblance to the created beings declaring him free of imperfections but without denying the attributes this is the position of the Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah in accordance with his saying, He the Most High, Laysa kamithlihi shay, 
it quotes the two parts of the ayah from Surah Shura, 42nd Surah, ayah 11, gives a great principle in this regard. He said, Laysa kamithlihi shayin, first part of the ayah, the explanation, the well, first part of the ayah quoted here, Laysa kamithlihi shayin, the explanation, there is nothing like him, and there's nothing like Allah. He said, this is a refutation of the mumathila, a refutation of those who liken Allah to the creation. There is nothing like him. And the next part of the ayah, And he, Allah, the station of he, Allah, is the all-hearing, the all-seeing. So I said, this is a refutation of the mu'attila, those who deny, deny the attributes. And the ayah proves that affirming the names and attributes does not necessitate tashbih, does not necessitate resemblance to the creation, nor tamfil, nor his being like the creation. And the fact that we affirm people who affirm for Allah attributes, whatever attributes he has affirmed for himself, or his messenger, we affirm those attributes, and that in no way necessitates that we have likened him to the creation or declared him to be resemblant to the creation. It doesn't necessitate that, it is clearly shown by the ayah. Sheikh said, this is the correct methodology with regard to the matter of al-asma wa sifat regard to the matter of the names and the attributes. Then Imam al-Barbahari, the next part of what he said, he mentions a number of examples from the ahadith in this regard. <coughs> So that's where we reach last time. The same of Imam al-Barrahari, Alhamdulillah, in the continuation. نَحْوَ قَوْلِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم قُلُوبُ الْإِبَادِ بَيْنَ إِسْرَعَيْنِ مِنْ أَصَابِ الرَّحْمَانِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَقَوْلِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَنْزِلُ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا وَيَنْزِلُ يَمَ عَرَفَةِ وَيَنْزِلُ يَمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فيها حتى يضع عليها قدمه جل ثناؤه وقول الله تعالى للعبد إن مشيت إلي فرولت إليك وقوله خلق الله آدم على صورته وقول وقول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رأيت ربي في أحسن صورة فأشفاه هذه الأحاديث فعليك بالتسليم والتصليق والتقويض والرضا ولا تفسر شيئا من هذه بهواك فإن الإيمان بهذا واجب فمن فسر شيئا من هذا بهواه ورده في بعض النسخ أو رده فهو جهمي saying of Imam al-Barrahari رحمه الله such as so the beginning that we had last time and whenever you hear something from the narrations which your intellect cannot fully comprehend then the part that we didn't reach, such as his, such as the saying of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the hearts of the servants are between two fingers, from the fingers of the Most Merciful, the Mighty and Majestic, and his saying, Allah descends to the lowest heaven, and He descends on the day of Arafah, and He will descend on the day of Resurrection. And that the hellfire will continue to have people cast into it until he, the majestic in praise, will place his foot upon it. 
And the saying of Allah, the Most High, to the servant, If you come towards me walking, I will come towards you running. And his saying, Allah created Adam upon his image. And the saying of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa I saw my Lord in the most excellent form. And the like of these ahadith. Then upon you is to submit, and to believe, and to consign the how meaning to Allah and to be pleased and do not <coughs> and nothing should be explained from this based upon your desires or rather and you should not explain anything from this based upon your desires since having Iman in this is obligatory so whoever explains anything from this based upon his desires and rejects it then he is a Jahmi Shaykh Al-Fawzan, he continues his explanation on what occurs here on page 278 mentioning the first of these narrations, he said like قلوب الْقِبَادِ بَيْنَ إِسْبَعِينِ مِنْ أَصَابِ الرَّحْمَانِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ such as the hearts of the servants are between two of the fingers of the most merciful the mighty and majestic and firstly, as a side point here, this hadith is part of a hadith reported by Muslim, as hadith 2654 from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, radiallahu anhum. said with regard to this hadith, you should, you should affirm al-asabi, you should affirm the fingers for the most merciful, as occurs in the hadith. And you should not say that they are like the fingers of the created being. For this is tashbih. This is likening him to the creation. We declare Allah free of it. Rather we affirm it as befits the majesty of Allah, the perfect and most high. Not like the fingers of the created beings. mentions the next issue he said and we affirm the, the hadith Qudsi in which Allah the majestic and most high says man atani yamshi ataytuhu harwalatan Allah the majestic and most high says whoever comes to me walking I come to him running in a footnote, they mention this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim and the reference in Al-Bukhari should be hadith number 7405 and the reference in Muslim is hadith number 2675 from a hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu Sheikh Fawzan said meaning whoever hastens towards my pleasure and towards obedience to me then I will hasten to forgive his sins and to carry out his needs so the meaning of harwala running is not the meaning that is well known with us but rather it is explained <coughs> by the end of the hadith by his saying 
لئن سألتني لأعطينه لئن لئن سألني لئن سألني لأعطينه ولئن استعاذني لأعيذنه if he were to ask me I would certainly give to him and if he were to seek my refuge I would certainly grant him refuge so Shaykh Al-Fazan has explained the first part of the hadith whether man atani yamshi atayituhu farwalatan whoever comes to me walking I will come to him running he explains it in the light of the last part of the hadith if you were to ask me I will certainly give to him and if you were to seek my refuge I will certainly grant him refuge he said so the meaning of al-harwala here is hastening to carry out the needs of his servant just as the servant hastens to the obedience to Allah so does the servant run in reality or in meaning the Shaykh is indicating just as the hadith indicates the servant does not literally run towards obedience to Allah but he commits acts of obedience to Allah he just performs acts of obedience to Allah so therefore the Shaykh says that the end of the hadith explains the first part with regard to the meaning of Harawala here means Allah the Most High is hastening to carry out the needs of his servant as a side point here that whether Al-Harwala it can be very loosely translated as running whether it is to be understood literally or it is to be explained as Shaykh Razan mentioned in the light of what occurs in the end of the hadith then just as Shaykh Razan said this was also said by Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah in Majmur al-Fatawa and likewise you will find in the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Sheikh upon al-Wasifiyah of Ibn Taymiyyah the same explanation they explain that here in this particular hadith Harwala means Allah the Most High hastening to carry out the needs of his servant and to forgive him however there are others from the people of knowledge who affirm Al-Harwala literally running they affirm that these other scholars they affirm that as an attribute for Allah the Most High as is apparent from them was Imam Ad-Darimi in his refutation of Al-Marisi likewise from the present day scholars Shaykh bin Baz in his fatawa fatawa Nurun al-Ad-Darim likewise Shaykh Bukhimin in his fatawa and in his fatawa al-Aqidah and in his book al-Fawaid al-Mufla and Shaykh Ubaid in his exploration he affirmed he agreed with that as well likewise the Saudi Lajna also unlike my Shaykh al-Albani in Silsalat al-Huda one Noor tape series therefore all of them affirming this as an attribute for Allah as befits his majesty likewise Shaykh Salih al-Suhaymi Allah, he said in his tape explanation he said with regards to the attribute of al-Farawala actually running he said so the Salaf had a great deal of speech concerning it however what has most right in the matter is that we should have Iman in it as befits the majesty of Allah 
and confirm it as an attribute for Allah as it stands. He said, and it is a proof for his responding to his creation. And we affirm the attribute, and what's necessitated by the attribute is that Allah indeed responds to his creation. So what is indicated by the attribute and its effect is reward, is his giving reward. And he had some speech, he said, so affirming the attribute of Al-Harwala, running, has more right than the same of those who say that it means just giving reward alone. Even, what, even though we say that that is what the necessitate that's what the attribute necessitates necessitates Allah is what's indicated at the end of the hadith it necessitates Allah rewarding his servant however we do not say that that's what the, the meaning of the attribute rather we affirm the attribute as it stands with what's apparent from it as befits Allah the Most High's majesty we affirm from him Al-Harwala literally running as befits his majesty then to continue with what Shaykh Al-Fawzan Hafizullah said he said have we mentioned this point? So this contains a refutation of some of those who are, who are over hasty in affirming Al-Harwala, running for Allah. And this is a case of Af'al al-Mufadala. It's a case of actions which are done as a response. Those actions where the servant has done something, so Allah the Messiah responds to it. He gives some examples from ayahs. He said, Just as he the Most High said, So to Tawbah, the ninth surah, ayah 79, with the explanation. So they, the disbelievers, they mock at the believers. Allah will mock at them. And Shaykh Al-Fawzan mentions the second ayah. He said, إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ مُسْتَحْزِئُونَ اللَّهُ يَسْتَحْزِئُ بِهِمْ Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayahs 14 to 15. In the context of the hypocrites, the saying of the hypocrites. The explanation that they say, we were only mocking. Allah will mock them. And Shaykh Al-Fawzan mentions the third ayah. وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهِ Surah Al-Imran, the third surah, Ayah 100, or rather Ayah 54. The explanation, and they plotted, and Allah planned. <coughs> then Shaykh Al-Fazan said, mentioning a principle, so it is obligatory to have awareness of, this tremend- of these tremendous principles so that a person may be upon clear insight and be aware of the way of the position of the Salaf with regard to it. Those who are firmly grounded or those who are more firmly grounded than you and had more knowledge than you and a person should not be independent, should not try and make himself independent with his own understanding and his own intellect and affirm for Allah things that he does not know about based upon what is apparent or based upon some unclear things when there are decisive evidences which explain and clarify them 
So it is obligatory to refer that which is unclear back to that which is clear. And only those who are firmly grounded in knowledge will be guided to doing this. So it is obligatory upon the student of knowledge and the beginner that he should not be hasty in these matters. Rather, he should yet waqqaf, he should withhold with regard to them. He should stop, withhold, wait, stop. He should withhold with regard to them. And he should learn how he is to understand them upon the way, upon the methodology of the Salaf. And upon the clear and correct way. And the Salaf, the predecessors, did not fall short in making the truth clear and in laying down principles and regulations. However, this requires learning and it requires understanding. Then he said, mentioning uh, the next attribute by the author, he said, and the like of this also is his saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Yanziru Rabbuna ila samai dunya. Our Lord descends to the lowest heaven. In a footnote they mention this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih and the reference there should be hadith number 6321 6321 and reported by Muslim in his Sahih as hadith 7,508 rather hadith 758 758 from Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu he said, Shaykh mentions the list of narrations put by the author and the like, he said وَيَنْزِلُ عَشِيَّةَ عَرَفَةً and he descends on the evening of Arafah. In a footnote here, they mentioned this is reported by Muslim in his Sahih, Hadith 1348 from Aisha, that Allah's Messenger said, There is no day when Allah frees more slaves from the fire than the day of Arafah. And he indeed draws close. Then he boasts about them to the angel to to the angels and says, What do those people want? He said, according to the next hadith, Yati Yamal He will come on the day of resurrection. Again in the footnote they mention. He the Most High said, هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ضُرَلٍ مِّنَ الْغَمَامِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ وَقُضِيَ الْعَمَرُ وَإِلَى اللَّهِ تُرْجَعُ الْأُمُورِ Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, ayah 210. With the explanation, do they but await that Allah should come to them, screened by clouds, and the angels come, and the affair will be finished and to Allah return all affairs and likewise with regard to Allah the Most High's coming on the day of resurrection it occurs also as a side point in a hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anh, reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith 806 and Muslim as hadith 182 a long hadith 
contain the wording same wording and Allah will come to them He the mighty and majestic and Shaykh Fazan mentions the next hadith or next part of the hadith next part of the hadith يَجِيءُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ لِفَصْلِ الْقَضَاءِ بَيْنَ عِبَادِهِ He will come on the day of resurrection to carry out judgment upon his servants. In the footnote they mentioned evidence for that. He said, He the Most High said, وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا Surah Al-Fajr, Surah Al-Fajr, Ayat Surah, Ayat 22. For the explanation. And your Lord will come. And the angels in ranks. Sheikh Fawzan said. We affirm these matters for Allah. Upon their reality. Upon their haqiqah. Upon their reality. Without interfering. By defining the kafiyah. By defining how. So we do not burden ourselves with awareness of how he will descend and how he will come. So the kafiya, the how, we do not enter into it. But as for the meaning, then it is ma'qul, it is understood. And therefore when Imam Malik was asked about how al-istiwa, how the ascending is, and the questioner said, Ar-Rahman wa al-Arsh istawa, Surah Taha, 20 Surah, I-5, with explanation, the most merciful ascended over the throne. Then the questioner said to him, Malik, how did he ascend? The Shaykh said, he was asking about kafiyah, he was asking about how, how it, what, how it is. So Malik, rahimahullah, said to him, Al-Istiwa'u ma'loom, the ascending is known. Shaykh Razan said, meaning, ma'lumun ma'nahu, known with regard to its meaning. Wal kayfu majhul, wal imanu bihi wajib, was su'alu anhu, hey, al kayfiyya, bid'ah. Imam Malik said, after saying, the ascending, the istiwa, the ascending is known. And how is unknown. And having iman in it is obligatory. And asking about it, Shaykh said, meaning asking about how is bid'ah, is an innovation. Shaykh Abazan said, this is the sound methodology in the like of these affairs. A quick side point there, Shaykh Salih al-Sahimi, in his explanation, he mentioned a list of attributes, Allah's hand, a number of attributes, and he mentioned that he applied the same principle to each one. So we say the same with every single attribute of Allah most high. We go to Allah's hand, for example. We say the hand, the meaning is known. The how is unknown. Having iman in it is obligatory. And asking about how, asking how, is an innovation. Same with every attribute, same principle. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, Likewise, affirmation of a surah, a form for Allah, the mighty and majestic. In his saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, خلق الله آدم على صورته Allah created Adam upon his image. 
In the footnote they mention this hadith. It's reported by Al-Bukhari in the Sahih and the correct, correct reference should be hadith number 6227. 6227. And reported by Muslim as hadith 2841. From a hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Shaykh said, and in a narration, ala thuratir rahman upon the form of the most merciful one. In one narration of this, this hadith, that Allah created Adam upon his image, in one wording states that Allah created Adam upon the image of the most merciful. In a footnote here, they mention this report, well, it directly states the form upon the form of the most merciful. This is reported by Al-Tabarani in Al-Mu'jam Al-Kabir and by Al-Harith ibn Abi Usama in his Musnad and by Ibn Khuzayma in Kitab Al-Tawheed from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah they say and it was declared authentic by Imam Ahmad and by Ishaq ibn Rahuwai as occurs in Mizan al-Iqtidam of al-Dahabi and as a, a, a brief side point here some of the people of knowledge such as Ibn Khuzayma and some others they declare this wording to be weak and likewise uh, Shaykh al-Albani he declared this wording it directly states that Adam was created upon the, the image of the most merciful. Sheikh Albani likewise declares that wording weak. In Abba'ifa, number hadith, or hadith number 1176, because of four weaknesses in the chain of narration. Ibn Khuzayma himself pointed out three of the weaknesses, and Sheikh Albani mentions a fourth weakness as well. Wallahu a'lam. So there's some difference amongst the people of knowledge with regard to authenticity of that hadith, and so on and so forth. Wallahu a'lam. Sheikh Al-Fawza'an, Hafizullah, he continued. So we affirm a sura, we affirm form, a form or image for Allah the Mighty and Majestic. Just as his messenger affirmed it before him in his saying, Ra'aytu Rabbi fi ahsani sura. Ra'aytu Rabbi fi ahsani sura. I saw my Lord in the best form. This hadith I mentioned in the footnote is reported by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. And it should be volume 5, page 243. The, the numbers are slightly wrong, normally around there. Volume 5, page 243. And by Tirmidhi in his Sunan from a hadith of Mu'adh radiallahu anhu. And it was declared authentic by Tirmidhi. And he mentioned Al-Bukhari declared it authentic also. And likewise it was declared Sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Rani. Shaykh al-Fawzan said. So this, I mean, this, this hadith, Ra'itu Rabbi, the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ra'itu Rabbi fi ahsani surah, I saw my Lord in the best form. He said, this was in the world, seeing him in a dream. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw his Lord in a dream. Fi ahsani surah, in the best form. Shaykh Razan said it contains affirmation of a surah, form or image for Allah the Majestic and Most High. As befits His Majesty, not like the images of the created beings, but rather it is the surah, image or form of the Most Merciful, the Majestic and Most High. So these matters we affirm them and we do not enter into them nor raise doubts about them. 
nor delve further into them. Then Sheikh Fawzan moves on to the next word of the author, وَالتَّفْوِيبُ Literally, and we, and we consign, we consign or surrender the matter. Sheikh Fawzan said, what is correct is to perform tafweeb of the kafiyah, is to consign or surrender the how, how it is. Not tafweeb of the meaning. We don't, cons- consender, we don't consign and surrender <coughs> the meaning. To slightly clarify that, a side point that Shaykh Razan is mentioning, the position of the people of the Sunnah is with regard to attributes of Allah the Most High, then we say, just as Imam Malik said, as for the meaning of the attributes, then we affirm the meaning. Al Istiwa, for example, Al Istiwa ascending, we say we, we know the meaning, we affirm the meaning of the Istiwa for Allah the Most High. And all the attributes, the meanings are known. So we affirm the meaning. But as regards to how the attribute is, how is the attribute of Allah, how it is, then we do not know. So that is what we are consigned to Allah. We consign, we say, we give up on that. How it is, we do not know. We leave that to our Lord. Allahu Akbar. So that's the position of the people of the truth, that we consign how it is to Allah. Whereas regard to the Mufawwidah, the deviant group of the Mufawwidah, then they say the meaning, they hear an attribute of Allah, they, they affirm the word, they say istiwa, we affirm the word for Allah, istiwa. The meaning, we don't know what the meaning is. We do tafweed of the meaning itself, we don't even know what the attribute means. We don't know the meaning of Allah's attributes, his yarat, his words, they're just words to us, we don't know any meaning, it's like a foreign language. The Shaykh Fawzan is mentioned rather, the Christian of the people of the truth is the meaning, the people of the truth affirm it. But the how, how the attribute is, that is what they do tafweed of. For that they say, we leave, we don't know. We can sign that, surrender with regard to that. How it is. Back to what Shaykh Fawzan said, he said, he's saying, لا تفسر شيئاً من هذه بحواك Do not explain anything from these with your desires. He said, rather, you must explain them with the correct meaning that befits Allah the Majestic and Most High. It should not be said that they are not to be explained. That is what the people of Tafweed say, the Mufawwidah. They say, you shouldn't explain the attributes. That's you just mention the word, you don't go any further than You don't say anything about the meaning. You don't explain the meaning at all. So Shaykh said, this is not correct. He said, it should not be said. They are not to be explained. Rather, they are to be explained and made clear. That means they are to be explained and their meaning is to be made clear. And Tafweed Surrender, consigning, is just with regard to how only. So therefore you affirm an-nuzul, you, aff- you affirm his descending, but you negate the kafir, how. Allah, the Majestic and Most High, comes on the Day of Resurrection to carry out the judgment, just as he, the Most High, said, said وَجَاءَ رَبُّكْ Fajr. 89 Surah, Ayah 22, with the explanation, and your Lord will come. <coughs> he mentions the Ayah, Surah explanation. Do they but await 
that Allah comes to them screened by clouds and the angels and the affair is concluded. Sheikh Bazan said, He the perfect will come to carry out judgment upon his servants. However, it is not like the coming of the created being and the coming of one of the creation. Rather it is Ityan and Maji, it is coming as befits his majesty. However he wishes, he the perfect and most high. And he explains his saying, Bihawaka. You should not explain any of this, Bihawaka, with your desires. Rajah said, meaning, do not explain them without knowledge, without ilm. But as for your explaining them as necessitated by the evidences and referring that which is unclear back to that which is clear, then that, there is no harm in it. But as for a person who is a beginner, or an ignorant person, then he should not enter into these very great matters, and these tremendous matters. Because this is a mistake, and something very dangerous. And I see many of the youth, who feign knowledge, being bold upon the matters of Aqidah. And they start to derive things from them, and to speak about them. And then they have enmity towards each other, based upon, upon these things. And they break ties with each other, when they disagree. He said, so, oh brothers, Allah did not burden us with, this, with these matters. Upon you is to proceed upon the methodology of the Salaf and to say what they said. The books of Aqidah are precisely written and all praise is for Allah and printed and corrected and have been studied and carefully checked. So do not introduce things from yourselves and understandings from yourselves. You have been sufficed having to do this. And he said his saying, فَإِنَّ الْإِيمَانَ بِهَذَا وَاجِبُ For having, having Iman in this is obligatory. Shaykh Fawzan said, having Iman in the names of Allah and His attributes and His actions is obligatory. It is binding, obligatory upon the servant. And from having Iman in Allah is to have Iman in His names and His attributes as befits His Majesty. He the perfect and most high. So the person who interferes in the matter, in the matter of names and attributes, either with ta'atil, negation, or with tamthil, likening the creator to the creation, or with tafweed, claiming ignorance about the meaning, or by bringing explanation from himself, then this person has not believed in Allah with true and full Iman. Rather, his Iman is deficient. Then Shaykh Bazan finished by saying, He's saying, فَمَنْ فَسَّرَ شَيْئًا مِنْ هَذَا بِهَوَاهُ وَرَدَّهُ فَهُوَ جَهْمِينَ So whoever explains anything from this, based upon his desires, 
and reject it, then he is a Jahmi. One of the Jahmiya. Sheikh Fazan said, the Jahmiya negated the attributes of they, they negated the names and attributes. They denied, they negated the names and attributes. Because they explained them in accordance with what befits the created being. In the first stage, before they denied them, he mentioned, mentioned the two-stage denial. But first, in their minds, they affirmed these, in, the, in their minds, they, they explained these attributes of Allah to be like the attributes of creation. So that led them straight to the second stage to deny those attributes. The result is that they, the Jahmiyyah, they denied the attributes. Because that first stage in their mind, first stage of likening the Creator to the creation with God to those attributes. So the Shaykh said, the Jahmiyyah, they negated the names and attributes because they explained them in accordance with what befits the created being. And there is no doubt that Allah is declared free of that which befits a created being. So they initially likened him and then secondly they denied, they negated. Based upon their tamthiyah, based upon their having likened him to the creation. Since nothing was apparent to them from these texts except that which resembles the created beings. So therefore they denied them on account of that. But as for if they had just said these texts contain attributes and names of Allah in reality but they are as befit Him they are not like the names of the created beings nor like the attributes of the created beings if they had just followed this methodology they would have been safe and sound but they were afflicted on account of their understanding and their desires. And the Jahmiyyah, this is an ascription to Al-Jahm ibn Safwan at Tirmidhi or as Samarqandi. In this great deviant, one of deviant, Al-Jahm ibn Safwan was from Tirmidh, is ascribed to the town of Tirmidh or Samarqand, the area of Samarqand. And he was the first one who manifested the saying that the Qur'an is created and who had the saying that the names and the attributes are to be negated and who said that Iman is just merely awareness in the heart to the rest of his sayings of misguidance and disbelief so whoever holds this belief then he is ascribed to him so it is to be said this person is a Jahmi in ascription to Al-Jahm.